Welcome back, Clinice, to season two, episode six. Woo! See, I briefed before I came <laughs> on here, so I didn't yes, fuck it up again. But um, <laughs> <laughs> today, we have a very special guest, and a very special Bex guest. Bex is going to introduce yes. her. This is one of my longest friends that I've ever had. God, I think we've been friends for probably more than half of our lives by now, mm-hmm. or at least half. Yeah. Yep. This is my good, good, good friend, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Um, me and I'm going to give a little intro. Me and Sam met, what? I, I'm older than you, so we met when I was mm-hmm. soft, sophomore, right? And you were yep. a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember meeting in the dorms. We met in the dorms of our college. Yes. And then very quickly, Sam affiliated to our lives and moved in with us. And I did. What? Yeah, we've been we've been students together, roommates. We never worked together. I don't think. Mm, no, nope, we have not worked together. No. But we've lived together on and off literally. We've probably lived together at least like 5 or 6 years throughout our uh-huh. lives. Wow. Yep, yeah. overall. Just very good friends. <laughs> Met in college, you know, those college friends. They never leave. Keep them forever. They never leave. Yeah, you can't. Really? You can't get rid of them. <laughs> no. We've tried. We've probably tried at different times. Mm-hmm. Be like, God, just go away. But mm-hmm. nope, we stick around. Um, I mean, Sammy, do you want to tell us, like, anything specific? Tell us about yourself. Okay. Um, let's see. I have been a welder fabricator for the last 10 years or so. Uh, in the Midwest. Wow. Um, I've been with six or seven different companies. Uh, <laughs> so she, oh, but I will say she went to school for graphic design. Whoa. I was at her, gra- I was at her graduation. She is very, very artsy. She's, Sam is probably one of the funniest people I know, but she's also like one of the funnest people I know. She's very, um, very energetic, very like life of the party. Uh, which I think is interesting because I, she reminds me of a person who is, wants to be at home, but when she's at a party, she's the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wherever wherever you are, if it's with her, you're having a good time. That sounds like a great friend. I usually go to her when I have like art pro- projects and shit I want wow. her to do for me. She never does them, <laughs> but we talk about it. There it is. There it is. So the follow through sucks. <laughs> the follow through is yes, not quite there. You're but, working on it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and she lives on a farm. Tell us about that. I do. Uh, 22 chickens, three ducks, three dogs, two cats. Oh, my gosh. Uh, We just recently got internet, so doing good there. Uh, yeah, oh my it's, God. It's, it's I love it. Sun up to sundown. There's something to do. It's okay. There. Rebecca just got yeah. internet too, not long ago. So, uh, like a year ago, Ashley. <laughs> God, that's surprising, Shut Rebecca. Up. I was the worst. I I didn't have TV. I didn't have internet. Like I just didn't need it. But and then I went to school, so I had to I had to start uh, how to get internet for mm-hmm. school. <laughs> I was like forced to get internet. Whatever. Anyway, God. Um, and then I plugged in my computer. I even had a computer for a few years. It was ridiculous. Um, what was I going to say about Sam? Oh, so whenever it like crazy stormed where Sam lives, like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. she sends me the funniest snaps. And it was, I mean, this shit looked like Alaska is all I can think. It's like snowed? it was like a path through. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she had to create a path oh to the chicken Chicken, to get to what? the chicken to the, coop. To, to get to the chicken chickens? coop. Oh, my. So keep in mind, I'm only 4'11". Oh, she's the snow, the snow was well up to my stomach area for sure. It, it, seemed, what seemed like, what it seemed like, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it I had looks to shovel very, out a little trail uh, to get so, to the but chicken. The, the video is hilarious because it, it's literally like a, a wall of snow on each side. And <laughs> what did your like well freeze or something? It's just the, so uh, country wa- bumpkin. <laughs> yeah, the water line to the chicken coop froze. So we had to hand hand fill up some buckets and inside the house in the shower and then walk them down the stairs through this little trail into the chicken coop. Mm-hmm. I would never know what that's like. It just, it just could not be less my fucking ideal life. Well, like, it's, it's, just, it's, it's dark out there, so I had to place little flashlights along my trail so that I wouldn't, you know, slip when I got up to the coop. That's just, a lot of work. The coop, the it is. chick, it's just all of it. It's just, I'm so happy that you're happy. If you like it, I love it. But It's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh my God. I have to talk about hot toppy. Oh, Sorry. Yes. Really quick. Jump into it. I'm so excited. I really hope you guys know what I'm about to talk about, but if you don't, no worries. Um, actually, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Never mind. I, I forgot the, uh, no, I don't know. I, I suddenly forgot like what state it's in. Have you heard of the stingray, the pregnant stingray? What? With the shark. Yes. Yep. Actually, you don't know what? what we're talking about? No. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yep. I think it's in like North Carolina or something, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, North Carolina. Yes. Okay. It's at like, I don't know, aquarium or like. It's an aquarium. Yeah, aquarium. Thank you. So it's this stingray who is in a tank or whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck with two sharks. And I can't remember what type of sharks they are. I can't remember either. Yeah, whatever. Two sharks. Uh But it's a female stingray. She is pregnant and is, I think, due like any time. She's going to have a baby and there's no possible way because of the like a length of time that she's been in this tank. There's no possible way that she got impregnated before. And so the only options that we are talking about is shark ray (laughs) or I mean, incoming the new Messiah. This is the Jesus stingray is coming. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like blown away. so this is like uh, yeah, a it's called- this a new take of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. It's gonna be Sting Shark. So it's Sting Shark or Shark Ray, or we. I mean, we're bringing in the new Messiah. Oh, this my is gosh. this is <laughs> Sting Ray Jesus. I mean, and honestly, I'm here for it because this Sting Ray, this miracle virgin birth Sting Ray. <laughs> Is going to forgive the sins. We will finally be able to forgive all stingrays for Steve Irwin. Because I swear to you. Oh, he did. If I ever saw a stingray. I'm mad at him. On fucking sight. Yeah. They took Steve Irwin from us. And so this stingray, this virgin Jesus stingray is going to bring forth forgiveness for all stingrays. So really. That's I, so I mean, crazy I think it's to me. Incredible. What if it's just a tumor? She's not even pregnant at all. No, no she's literally oh, pregnant. Like she's yeah. pregnant. She's gonna have a baby. The the fish scientist, whatever the fuck you call. <laughs> no, I know what. What are they called? Microbiologists yeah. or something? Uh, yeah. yeah. About the ocean. whatever that is. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Good for you. Um, whatever those people are, they have said like, no, literally, the oh, there's no shark ray. It's not. That's not possible. Spontaneous pregnancy with cell division is the only other explanation. That's yeah. the explanation. Yeah. That's... Oh my gosh. So then What's they'll it? do a DNA. They'll do a DNA test after she gives birth, and they'll they'll tell them figure out what it is. Shark ray. A new breed is on the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard one scientist basically say, "Like, okay, that's funny, but it's not possible. That's like a 
square peg round hole type of situation. And that's not, it's not possible. Um, but, <laughs> but I do think it's crazy. It reminds me a little bit of Jurassic Park where, uh, that one guy, life, uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> I'm just really ex- – I'm here for it. I can't wait. When is she do? I don't know what that Stingray's name – Stingray is going to be renamed Mary, and this is – the Seasaya is coming to us. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> when does she do? Oh, so here – like like today. Like it I don't know like when Yesterday she, or today, yeah. Yeah, it's common. Like come next week. We're going to know. There's we'll know. I'm just so interested. <laughs> I'm so invested. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like I follow the page now of that aquarium. They give live updates on her pregnancy. And I don't, is it even a pregnancy? I don't even know what a fish pregnancy is. Or she's not even a fish. What is a stingray? <laughs> I don't know. But this is bringing a lot of attention to their page. Mysterious oh, I think it's pregnancy. Great. I love Good marketing. I love it. Yeah. I love aquariums. They're so much fun. I like them so much more than zoos. And it's just because usually uh, most aquariums are like uh, not the not recycle. What's the word? Like they're they're purposeful to like re- rehabilitate animal uh, or yeah. sea animals. Like mm-hmm. it's not like some zoos are super problematic and really bad. Whereas aquariums are specifically like to help wildlife. So I love aquariums. I'm here for it. I can't. I'm very wait. excited to see what happens. I know. I, I just I'm. I'm invested. <laughs> the new religion that's going to come from this. Can't wait. It's going to be so great. <laughs> Is that a- So, okay. So why we're here, special, special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what we're talking about is gay <laughs> and just what it says. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're talking about how hard. <laughs> we're talking about um, basically – LGBT experience and what that is like in some parts of the country, whereas Sam is living in from the Midwest area and most of those are all red states. And we want to just get into her lived experience. So welcome to let's welcome to it. Let's yeah, just unload all this personal shit about your life. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, I'll do my best. Um, so right out of welding school, I got on with a big company and Mm -hmm. to my surprise, my lifestyle there was completely accepted. Um, if not encouraged to, you know, be all about it. And I was on several committees with women in networking and they all, they all, you know, didn't draw special attention, attention to it, but were very mindful of it and the things that we got involved in. Um, that first experience of being a welder was probably the best and worst because every shop after that or every experience after that seemed to be not as accepting, mm-hmm. a little harder to fit in. Oh yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've like, definitely your expectations the, are higher. Yeah, they were. Um, so there for a few years, um, I mean, I'd heard everything from, you know, women belong in the kitchen, making sandwiches, not in the shop. Uh, mm don't belong here. You can't do the job. You won't fit in. You won't keep up. Um, but I just, you know, kept pushing forward and here I am now. And actually the the company I'm with now, they are very supportive. I'm closer to home as well. Um, so I have now my whole little support system mm-hmm. within, you know, an hour, except nice. Rebecca. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very far away. Well, that's, I mean, that's good to hear because 
well, with a few of the states out there, there's not really laws for protection. Mm -hmm. Not to say that, um, because there's, I mean, way too many anti-LGBT laws, but um, there's a lack of, this is not the state that Sam lives in, but I'll bring up Missouri because I love talking shit about that state. Um, (laughs) They have... (laughs) They have a significant lack of protection when it comes to people in the LGBT community, meaning um, not to say like you can get fired for being gay, basically, and there's not a law that protects you. So it's not illegal to fire someone based off of that. It's there's no law that protects housing for them. So they could get evicted for being gay. Mm -hmm. They can get kicked out of a store for being gay, kicked out of a restaurant. There's just a lack of protection. Basically, think um, like Jim Crow laws, but gay. Do you feel like you have feel the same type of situation in your state? Do you feel the same type of not acceptance around the people around you, or is it just subjected to your where you work? Um, I'd say. Oh wow! Uh, where I'm at now is is very accepting. I think the whole the whole area in general here is accepting now areas I was in prior. Uh, it was specific to the company I was with. Um, I can speak highly of one in the same area and very poorly of another one, uh, for bad experiences. But I I think it just comes with the, you know, the people and the environment. If it's, if it's been brought up or brought to people's attention, it, it, Mm. it's just another thing. But if it's not the first time it is brought to their attention, it's like a, whoa, there's an issue with it, or there's not an issue with it, or there's going to be some sort of awkward attention drawn to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like it's impacted your mental health, being in companies that Mm -hmm. aren't so supportive, and then being in companies that are? So from the very beginning, I've not been one that's, I I don't, um, it's not one of the first things I tell people, it's not something that I draw attention to at the first, I sort of, it just comes along with getting to know people. So I kind of went in with a keep that on the back burner because it could put a mm-hmm. potentially negative target on my back. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you get to know people that you work with, eventually it's a, okay, is, is, are you, or are you not? And from then you, you just go on from there. I mean, mm-hmm. I've definitely been separated from working with others because they didn't agree with it. They didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't feel comfortable working with a woman. Um, not necessarily just a gay woman. I was going to say there's two mm-hmm. things there. First, there's being a woman and then being gay. Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh, man. Fuck. You know what? Every fucking episode, <laughs> I get more and more pissed. Um, <laughs> well, I think something I like that Sam said is like, she doesn't, ro- it's not the first thing. Hi, my name's Sam. I'm gay mm-hmm. as fuck. Like, it's not <laughs> what she what she goes through or what she goes with. But I feel like, because um, me and Sam talk about this sometimes where it's like, if you're in the club or if you know, you know. And I mean, even when Sam and I met freshman or her freshman year, it's that thing. You meet each other and then there's just like, are you? Uh, are you yeah. Do you like rainbows? Like it's just <laughs> something you recognize in one another, something you like you see. And then there's this, um, you know, me and Sam have never had a romantic relationship together, but there's always um, there's there's a sense of community, I think, mm-hmm. and a, a sense of like familiarity and safeness. Mm-hmm. Safeness, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just some people that you meet and it's not that they're unsafe, but you just know that you're not safe. Right. Speaking, you know, truthfully or speaking about whatever you Mm. want to talk about, you just know that, oh, this isn't, these aren't my people. Ashley, to uh, like 
finish answering your question a little bit better as far as mental Sorry. health goes. I sort of, um, I, I guess because I don't make it a, a huge aspect of, I guess, what defines me. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. it doesn't, uh, therefore, if I can't be open about it or I can be, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't let that affect how, how I'm going to feel at work. Um, I can say now, though, I'm very happy where mm-hmm. I'm at and the people I work with because of how accepting and inclusive inclusive yeah. it is. They are, so. So, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 super true for Sam, and, or at least how I know her, is that it's not like this strong sense of identity, whereas some people make certain parts of their mm-hmm. personality or their life, like this is a piece of their identity and who they are. And I think, you know, being gay or, or whatever is just not the – the first thing Sam thinks about when she identifies who she is. So, I mean, in another situation, if that, if that was a, a, you know, for the people where it's opposite, it, it could be different for their mental health. I Mm -hmm. suppose it might be a little more harder to endure the having to, you know, hide it or mask it every single day. Yeah. Well, and something that I think is important when it comes to, there's just a, a quiet, um, a quiet sense of no, like you just know that it's not okay. And I think that that can um, impact how you see your identity. And if you grow up in a place or in a community where something is not only not accepted, but like wrong, Mm -hmm. then it can change how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam and I have a friend who's gay. And I remember for the longest time her telling me, that she doesn't like to be called a lesbian. Mm. And I was like, what? Uh, what why? And she's like, because I'm not a lesbian. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> well, what would you call it? Like, it's, uh, what do you want to call it then? And then it beca- it's, it's this weird internalized homophobia where it was like, I'm not like that. Mm. I'm not one of them. And, and I, it, it was a fight that we, I still have with this person where it's um, like, what is one of them? What does that mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's even how she views mm. gay people. And I think that that comes from how she grew up. Mm. Exactly. Uh, and I can say for that friend, I, I can relate to that earlier mm-hmm. on, but I, I feel like I've come a long way in, in it just being what it is. But, yeah. you know, there, mm-hmm. there still are people out there that very much struggle with it and don't. I mean, even being called a lesbian, I still every now and then I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I guess I guess, I guess that is what you do call me. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I definitely am not like a, exactly what, what Rebecca said. I'm not. Hey, Sam, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. 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 I don't, but I don't come I, out and say, hey, guys, I'm already married. Or I don't come out and say that when I meet people, too. But I, I would never like if someone had to hide who they were because of who mm-hmm. they're yeah. around. And that's not fair that people feel unsafe in situations like that. Yeah. I think it, it really stems of like how you identify yourself and what do you find mm-hmm. your identity in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even because um, I can even still s- see that in Sam too when we'll talk and it's even the word lesbian. It's like, Ugh. well, even I don't know, so- something about the word lesbian feels so like boomer. Mm, feels like right. an old lady. Something about that just feels like <laughs> old. I don't know why. Maybe that's just but again, could be how I grew up, could be what was around. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Feels yeah. very Ellen. When I think lesbian, I think Ellen. I don't know. Does right. that make sense? It's like Rebecca yeah. versus Becca or Samantha versus Sam. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's, it's weird. Proper. Yeah. <laughs> um, ugh, but speaking on the, on the conversation though of mental health, um, unfortunately I think it is just like a fact of life 
that it it is more difficult for people who are seen as outliers or mm-hmm. outsiders and who are ostracized. Um, but I have some statistics if you want to hear them. Um, 41% of LGBT young people have seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. Mm. So within one, with this study, so I was on the Trevor project, which is a really good organization. It's very like empowering, Mm -hmm. um, and just more about like education and educating people as well as saving others. Mm -hmm. Um, 56% of LGBT young people who wanted mental health care in the past year were not able to get any. Why? Who knows what that – well, these are just statistics, but that's mm. what they identified. Like, I wanted mental health, but I couldn't get it. Um. So it really just depends who knows what that stems from. Like, that's probably is a systematic issue, mm. but um, fewer than 40% of LGBT young people found their home to be LGBT affirming. So, like, mm. who they lived accepting. with, where they lived. Accepting. Exactly. Um, and I mean, the those teens, I, I don't have the statistic in front of me. But I know that that statistic, especially if we're talking minors, that's the highest statistic of homeless youth is LGBT community. Wow. And um, they're the highest when it comes to suicide risk and suicide. That's really sad. So clearly it's a fa- it's mentally health and mental health affecting for sure. And I mean, I mean, you see it on the news. Like mm-hmm. I th- what was it like? 500 something I could probably pull up the statistic in 2023 I think it was um hold on did I have it earlier year to, yeah um over 520 anti lgbt bills have been introduced in state legislators for 2023 and i mean that comes from like don't say gay in florida anti drag mm. i mean there's a lot of what you would consider like anti lgbt law so it's a expansive but yeah um and then it like non-affirm non-gender affirming care that's a huge thing when we're talking like trans kids and that is that's Mm. very interesting if you want to go down the rabbit hole of that that (laughs) that can get fucked up real fast any thoughts? This random thought <laughs> just came up, and and I just what? remember my experience with um with gay couples going through the foster care, trying to get placement mm. of kids and stuff like that. But a lot of people who were getting their kids removed and had the opportunity to place with a gay couple, they were very much no, don't ever do that. And so it really impacted. It impacted when I say they, I mean like the parents were not in the agreement. Parents, yeah. The bio parents were not in agreement to putting their kids in a gay home, and it was really sad to watch because it could have been the best situation for these kids. And then all of a sudden, no, because of their own personal beliefs and the generations of all of that impacting the foster care system too. It's like everywhere you go, there seems to be a problem with it. Is that how you feel? Absolutely. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Everywhere. (laughs) The biggest issue that I see and I continue to, we'll we'll probably see for a long time is this idea that you, that that type of homophobia, I don't even like the term homophobia because you're not afraid of gay people. Give me a fucking break. Um, (laughs) But that type of ism about Mm -hmm. um, the queer community is really, um, is that's what it is. It's an ism. I don't know what to call it, but um, it's a bias and it's a hate towards a group of people, but it's an accepted bias and hate because you get to 
wrap yourself out, wrap yourself in the security of saying it's about your religion is, mm. per, is how I feel. That's how I feel is that you get to, people get to claim this fear of gays or this hatred and this non-acceptance and they get to say, well, it's because of my religion. And that nothing will piss me off more than that. And they don't really have any real beliefs as to why you don't like this particular group of people. It's yeah, just based it's just, on years just, of yeah. religious beliefs. Years, and years of what? Yeah. I mean, it's just via like the people who protest whenever it was, uh, we've, what we've had um, marriage since 2016 federally, and the amount of like protesters against that, the people that show up, who are those motherfuckers? God hates fags, those people. Wow. With the signs, and well, I don't even know who they are. Uh, Westboro Baptist or what? Yeah, is it? Westboro. Yeah, yeah Westboro Baptist. those people. They go to like the military funerals and have those signs. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen them. They're That's in the really Midwest. ugly for someone who claims religious yeah. beliefs. They do. I mean, they claim religion. Yeah, and it's That's all, a lot of hate. You know, oh my, it's gosh. a lot of hate. It's a religion in a in a belief system that is. Well, deep hopefully, in hate. the Stingray Messiah can save them. I save us, Stingray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but within that, it's just such an accepted belief system. Um, I was going somewhere, but now I can't remember. Um, so what I what I hate about that is what you were saying, Ashley, is, um, you know, a, a parents say like, oh, you took my kid into foster care. You took my kid without permit my permission. But now let me dictate where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't want them in a gay home. Would we allow that with any other type of statement? Would we be like, no, I don't want my white kids to go into that Hispanic home? And would you be able to so freely with your chest Mm. be able to say, well, it's because I'm racist and I don't want my kids there. I've had that experience one time. I sadly had that too, but they were a white supremacist gang. So I feel like that's that's (laughs) different. (laughs) But not as much as I hear this. I don't want my my kids going to a gay home. It's almost like pointless I'm not pointless in the way of like don't do it but pointless like a lot of people who are still stuck in those mindsets won't be open to having placements or with their kids in gay homes I just think it's really yeah a disadvantage yeah for sure and I mean to be fair I I never placed after I had that type of conversation and then mainly that went with my like fear and my protection over the foster parents like uh mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a good idea for the foster parents to be involved with you <laughs> Right. Now that, uh, that's not good for that. I don't want them to have to deal with that. They mm-hmm. got enough to deal with. Ugh. Speaking of, well, we're not really speaking of it. We were talking a little bit earlier of, well, at least anti-laws. And so I was talking about um, gender affirming care. Have you guys seen or dulled or read? Well, my first question. Were you fans of Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Right. Millennials. Huge mm-hmm. fans of Harry Potter. <laughs> Huge Are you talking about the new, the new book series? It's like Harry oh, Potter. No. So. <gasps> what? No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I need to okay, read that, so obviously. But... <laughs> no, it was because um, it was J.K. Rowling a couple years ago made some like tweets, uh, just some pretty rough tweets about pr- being basically being some. Uh, it's hard for me to label what the tweet exactly was. It was very anti-trans rhetoric. And I think her point was like keeping men, quote unquote, men out of fem- women's spaces. And I think it's 
it's complicated on why she believes this, I probably, but there's a podcast about it and it's called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. Oh, I've never even heard it of it. It is so good because I remembered, because like, I just listened to it with Lindsay last summer and on one of those like road trips. It's like seven episodes long, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, because I knew about the 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 tweets that she was saying, it was super anti-trans tweets, basically inferring like um, a trans woman should not be allowed basically in a woman's bathroom or on women's sports or something like in that realm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, why? And then she would keep going like, well, we need to protect women from men. And then, of course, it was, well, she's not a man. <laughs> she's a trans woman. And then it was like, uh. So she just didn't really have an answer for that. So – I listened to the podcast with that, I think, that belief of like, but I loved Harry Potter so much. I don't want to hate her. And so then I listened to it and I was like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Okay, she is very problematic. I found a, uh, I would say, I found a sense of um, compassion for her and why she probably has these types of fundamental beliefs or or whatever bias Mm -hmm. this this hatred mm-hmm. that she clearly has in her heart when she tells her own trauma history it's like oh that's mm-hmm. why you that's why you feel this way and not to say the way that she feels is okay but it's kind of like that trauma informed care and it's mm-hmm. like oh i understand you have sympathy. yeah yeah it's like i understand why you think this but your way of thinking is wrong and ugh. but it's really good you guys should listen it's heavy. It's like a, ooh, that was rough, kind of. Especially if you're a millennial because you just loved Harry Potter so much. Right. <laughs> and that just still, they still feel like Christmas movies to me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what else do we want to talk about? Where's my little notes? I have notes somewhere. Oh, you know what I do want to talk about? Because I see it's talked about everywhere within Congress. Like, so like they're just so obsessed with the gays. I'm just so sick of hearing about it. Um, But the pop, let's talk population and statistics, because all you ever hear is like the gay agenda, which how do I not have a T-shirt that says gay agenda? That sounds amazing. Um, But you always hear that bullshit all the time or like conservatives just like freaking out about, you know, LGBT and all these anti LGBT laws. Right. Let me just blow your mind with the state with the biggest population. Try and guess first. Who has the biggest population? Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm just kidding. The biggest population is California. Doesn't California? Is that what yeah, your bet's California? Sam, My bet's what California. state do you think? Biggest, the population? biggest population. Yeah. Of of LGBT. Biggest pop mm. of the alphabet mafia. You said state, right? Like the whole yeah, state? biggest state okay, with okay. the biggest pop with the most population. We're gonna do statistic only. Statistically speaking, oh, what percentage hmm. of the population represents the gays? So that's what I'm saying. What state Oregon. is the highest? Mm. Oregon. It's Oregon. Gays fuck. Yeah, it's Oregon. Oh my god. But do you want to know what's the statistic of gays that live there? I keep saying gays. The LGBTQ plus. What do you think the statistic is of the population? Forty three. Jesus Christ, you think it's 43? 37. 37. 37. Okay, Ashley? I already got the first one wrong. Um, okay, well, let's see. What, what? Uh, 22%. <laughs> 22%. Yeah. Okay. The population is 5.6. I was so close. So you close. You said 37? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
with her I whole chest. First of all, she said 40 something first with her whole chest. She's like, oh yeah, almost half of it. Almost half the state yeah. has to be gay. Um, no, it's 5.6. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it fucking is, which is and what drives me nuts. Oh. That's the largest. Well, the District of Columbia is 9.8, which is crazy oh. high in in relation um but that's just dc so dc is not a state so but state wise 5.6 is oregon um do you want to know the smallest the smallest state who has the smallest or number? not the smallest state yeah the smallest statistic wait is it you want me wait, to guess no, no <laughs> i don't I, because i didn't write it down oh. i just have other statistics um but the, i think the lowest is like three percent So I'm just saying, like, when the highest is 5%, like, then I just think it's interesting that all of these laws are so, and basically all these anti-gay laws, it's like 5% of the community. Why why are you so obsessed with me? I'm just sick of of it. Relax. Like, especially if we're going to talk about, like, religion, you know when people are divorced? Go after that. <laughs> the people that's against your religion too. <laughs> you have these old, old people still sitting in the seats up there. So of course they're gonna have these no old, shit, old like, yeah. mentalities. Well, old or not, I'm you know what? No, I'm so sick of that being a fucking excuse of like, oh, were they grew up in a different time? I'm sick of that. Do they use they're a cell gonna phone? Do it. Nope. Do they, if they use a cell phone or use email use or have then clearly <laughs> they have the ability to adapt if they can drive a car oh you mean they learned how to fucking drive a car i'm so sick of this thought process that we have of that i should just accept my bias and racist whoever because they're old fuck that no (laughs) sorry but no i'm not going to um gender in the u.s speaking on the statistics 58 percent of the gay population is female is or identifies as woman in the u.s in the said, U- this is uh, statistics oh, for okay. the U.S., yeah. Um, so, yeah, within the LGBT community, 58% identify as women and 42 men. Hmm. You want to know how many of the population are white or identify as white? Sam, any guesses? Mm, I'm not guessing again. <laughs> <laughs> this, I guess I, I, I guess I was surprised, but also not. I don't know. 58%. White, huh. yeah. I th- I, so I didn't really know what to think about that. Um, statistics are hard because they're not, like, always true. You know, like, it, especially this. Mm-hmm. This is this type of study is self-identified. So if oh. someone's, like, not being truthful, you know? So it's hard yeah. to know if it's true, true. Yeah. Well, but statistically speaking, of the LGBT community is more unemployed, more uninsured, and the most food insecure. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think when we talk about mental health, yeah, when we talk about mental health or gender-affirming care, these are literally life-and-death types of conversations that we have when we're speaking about people in the LGBT community. Is it's that type of, like, we call it gender-affirming care, but that's life and death. And I saw this amazing um, TikTok video the other day, and it was talking about mental health services and mental health services and how this person identified it. And she said, mental health services are, um, are food stamps. 
mental health services are housing assistants. And when I, I'm a fucking social worker and that blew my mind. And, but it's so true because if we're talking mm-hmm. Mansell's hierarchy of needs, what is at the bottom? Oh, yeah. They can't even get their basic needs met. Yeah. So why is that not mental? Those are not mental health services, but they are. We know that they are, mm. but I've never connected it, which was embarrassing, was a self-actualization of shame and guilt immediately. That's Sam, such a sad You actually statistic. know, Sam knows what the Manzo's hierarchy needs are, or at least she's been sent several photos of them because I've asked her to paint me a photo. Because I hate the, <laughs> the triangle. Follow through. Here we go. Again. Yeah, the follow through. <laughs> I hate the triangle because it's so like lame. I want something like fun. And I really, I think I specifically told him about this a while ago. I was thinking because I have like a foresty, very like national parks uh-huh. office. And I wanted like a mountain maybe because that's kind of like a triangle and like what's at the base and moving up. So if any clinics want to paint me a picture, Sam apparently never Because will. we know Sam won't follow through. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's not going to do it. Um, That's funny. Well, okay, wait. Hold on. Let me go back to my list of questions. Sam, climate-wise in your state, what do you feel like should or could change that would just make you feel better, if anything? Mm, What what specifically are you asking? I mean, just like – do you ever okay as so as the gay community or yeah, in what mm-hmm. gay community yes but you're gonna know exactly what i'm talking about there's certain parts of the city or certain parts of towns where you wouldn't hold hands with your girlfriend you just would not do that in a place where maybe a, so what would make you feel like this would be okay i don't know seeing others doing it i guess okay so expo- you know, so okay. exposure more unity sure. yeah larger community Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about moving? Like real? I mean, yeah. Oregon's got oh, yeah. them. Oh yeah, yeah, and? yeah. My uh, my partner and I aren't aren't set where we're at here in the Midwest, so yeah, we're um, we're looking to to experience several of the places. So yeah, okay. I mean, load up the chickens, fuck it up. <laughs> yep, that's what we're gonna do. Yes, made a traveling farm. Watch me, <laughs> watch me. <laughs> just, the Beverly Queer Billies. <laughs> Now I have to do it. Now I have to do it. She's just going to prove you wrong now. Oh, my God. I just thought of that, and I feel so funny right now. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, gosh. Okay. I can leave on a high note because that was the greatest joke ever. (laughs) Um, What would you say, if you could think back, because I can answer this question too, but if, if you could think back to like, 18-year-old Sam or 17-year-old Sam, 16-year-old Sam, back Sam back then who, you know, watched Stick It and was like, hey, hey. or, you know, like those fe- that thought of like, what is this, that feeling, and then the fear. But what would you say to Sam back, little Sam? You're still little, but younger Sam. Uh, I, I would have said be you because that's, that's the best you can be. Um, yeah. And I would have really tried to stick to that more. Yeah, you know, I'm 34 and slowly becoming more okay with myself as far yeah. as my lifestyle goes. But uh, yeah, back then I, I would there was no security, no safety, and yeah. and I mean I hit it. I I definitely and I didn't. I part of me 
probably didn't know then either for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Others around me might have, but um, I think I would have, yeah, just said, just be you and just do what's comfortable. Yeah. Because so. I think what I love about the Gen Z generation is like this whole idea that we grew up with of like, oh, when are you going to come out? Mm-hmm. Like that's just no longer really a thing. Right. And I, it's so amazing to me because there was, there's a strong sense of like, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to come out. I'm supposed to tell people if not, if you don't Absolutely. like, yeah, if you don't make like declarative statements, then you're hiding mm-hmm. and, and rather than just existing. Yep. And I, uh, I actually, sure. I have a story that kind of ties that in with what you're speaking about religion earlier. Yeah. Um, my Longest best friend uh, grew up with religion in her life, uh, still has religion in her life. She actually runs a ministry now. Um, when I when I was first going to bring like my first serious girlfriend home or whatever, I I had this feeling that I needed to tell my friend. I, I understand that we probably can't be friends anymore. You know, after I do this, Ooh, sorry, that's why it made me cry. I, I'm good. It's okay. Uh, no, it's okay. So I called, you know, and said that, and she's like. Sam, you're done. I've known the whole time. And then that following day, her mom actually called and invited my partner and I over to dinner. So mm. it was a, it, wow. I've been very fortunate in the, in the having a good security support system. Um, and I didn't have any of those good coming out stories. I just sort of brought somebody home and my family was like, okay, this is what she's doing. This is what this, that's what, that's what I, that's what I did. So, so not all religion, religious people are terrible people. I am speaking from personal experience because (laughs) I am Christian and I had a best friend growing up too. And he told me before he left on his trip, I'm not even going to go into specifics that he, he was gay. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I knew this whole time. Like, cool. Like now that you're out, let me meet your boyfriend. Like, let me see. (laughs) Like, I want to go hang out too. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just unorthodox, but I'm, I feel like I'm a lover of all people. I don't really care, but you probably hear a lot of religious people say that and they do care. Sure. So it's really just who you are and what your heart is made of, I guess. Yeah. It's just, I, it's unfortunate that the loudest of the group shows that type of hate. Um, because I've known plenty of people who in whatever religion they're in are very accepting. Um, but it, it's sad that it's the louder, it so the louder ones that give you that. Because even me, like in the beginning mm-hmm. of this, I was talking about religion. I f- must have sounded a me very anti-religious. Um, but it's just because the loud ones, you know, are making big statements. They're the ones man. you see the most out yeah, there. Yeah, and it's sad. Bashing people for loving who they want yeah. and being who Ugh. they are, which yeah. makes a lot of people fearful to come out. So my question to you would be, what advice would you give? To to people who are still terrified of accepting who they are, I'd say find find your people, find your your safe people. Um, because once you can be your full self with them, then mm-hmm. nobody else is going to matter. I mean, it only just takes that one person to say, "Hey, I see you, and it's okay. Be mm-hmm. you." Yeah. Um, like why why be anybody else? Why why be like everybody else? You know, it's. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you give to people whose parents don't accept them? Um, so speaking from a perspective of not having children, um, I'm surrounded by friends though with kids who 
I'm, you know, aunt Sam or I'm just mom's friend or whatever. Uh, I would just say. <laughs> it's a hard one. Are you asking me if, if their child was. No, like you you were telling your parents. Like, oh, yeah. Like if you experienced you. your, your mom not accepting you kind of thing. What advice what would, would you have for yeah, what advice would you have for kids whose parents don't accept them? Or even adults who don't or, even oh, yeah, who who don't even want to share with their parents that they're mm-hmm. gay? Um, well, for the ones whose parents aren't accepting of them, um, c- come to my house. There's room. We have a farm. <laughs> we'll, we'll love you. No, uh, that's, that's tough. I, I don't actually know what advice I would give, especially to a, a parent, because I'm not. Yeah. I, I just can't speak on that because I don't know. Anything yeah. about it. Oh, I have advice. You need to get the fuck over it. Is my advice. But <laughs> I mean, sure, that's that's how I feel. But I know that there's a lot more to that. Oh, yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, it's that's uh, called love with with conditions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nope. I uh, I'm just I'm very grateful for for some people not having to come out, and even when they do, and having these responses of like, yeah, no shit, duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's so fantastic. I had made a comment to my brother, one of my brothers, I have several, uh, a few months ago. And I said something about ex-girlfriend or something. I made that type of like nothing conversation. And he was like, what? And like, asked me more questions. And I was like, you knew I was bi. Stop. Like, please. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, well, you never told me. And I was like, why do I have to make declarative statements? Do Do you talk to me about your sex life? No. So can we just and thank you for not yeah doing that. please keep it yourself <laughs> but it was um I think for some people who try to get like all like oh, uh, I didn't know why did uh, you not tell yeah, me give me a break <laughs> yeah Ugh. I knew but I mean well, a radar we've known each there. yeah we've known each other forever <laughs> when you're in the club in the you're in the club in the, in the beginning though I don't feel like you you were also very you know it was very. I like was you're, you, own, you own who you are now, and it's an awesome thing. I think then, too, you were sort of. Oh, you know, yeah. I you, was, know the, you know the feeling and the experience of that's not something you tell anybody or mm-hmm. everybody, especially mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. Well, because not everybody's a safe person, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it took me a long time to find my people. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to, because I would probably start sobbing right now, I'm not going to explain too much, but I, I would have really good advice for what to say to a kid who thought their parent didn't accept them. And that's extremely traumatizing and can really affect you. And it took me very long time to, I I think, accept myself, but not just that I had, it took me a long time to accept Sam. I mean, there was just, you're Mm. gay and out loud. I'm, that makes me think about myself and I don't like that. (laughs) Like, don't Mm. make me think about myself. (laughs) Yep. But, but that's the beauty of uh, it. She was challenging mm-hmm. you to be who you are, unapologetically you. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, in the, at the same time, my my small my small safe circle has been that circle for a while, and it's because of them that I, mm-hmm. you know, have been more uh, more susceptible to being who I am and enjoying it, and mm-hmm. and and living being just me and okay with mm-hmm. it instead of you know keeping a look over my shoulder or wondering what yeah. that person's going to say, what they're going to mm. think as soon as they know. Yeah. You know, my big it, secret. It, yeah. It, it just becomes a, it's, it's a weird shadow effect that becomes this hyper focus and hyper fixation of like, I can't 
let anyone know about this. And then that's, you're suddenly obsessed with this piece of you that you don't truly find your own identity in. It's like, this is just a part of who I am. This isn't all of me. Yep. But because I'm so focused on keeping it a secret, now the secret's growing and it's wildly out of control. And it's just because, it's just so silly. Yep. The reality is it's just not, it's just not a big deal. Good. Well, thank you guys for sharing. You really hey. got gave me a lot of knowledge about this situation too. Me, me and Sam were just talking the other day about how we love being in the secret club together. And I made the mm-hmm. comment of like, because, you know, when a friend tells you, oh, I really love my favorite movie when I was a kid was The Mummy. And it's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like um, the Stick It movie in college. Stick it. Where it's like, if Stick, Stick it. it was a favorite movie of yours, oh, gay as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So there's just like these little nuances that you don't know unless you know. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely a little yeah. lingo there. Yeah, there's little things. It's just, I don't know, it's funny. It's funny now to think of just being afraid back then. It's not really funny, but it's it's that same thing you were saying, like, just I would just been who I was. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. cared so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, if I could write a letter. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, to yeah. the to the young you yeah and even mm-hmm. honestly if i could write a letter to even like 25 year old rebecca that's not even mm-hmm. that young <laughs> i mean it's young but it's not like my high school age it's still like i fuck i would have written a letter to myself five years ago mm-hmm. yeah just always giving i saw that the other day about how we are always so focused on giving our our younger selves patience but maybe i need to give like my future self patience too and i need to you know, this like, oh, heal my inner child. Well, maybe I need to heal my present adult. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're coming up with some good stuff. You know? Dude, yeah, you are. I'm on it today. everything you got. <laughs> I know. I'm wearing my silly goose sweater and I'm still like, I'm just serious goose too. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, Stingray Jesus Thank coming you. at you. <laughs> yep. How about those Chiefs? Oh, we'll Jesus. see him soon. I know. I've seen your hat the whole time. She's wearing a Chiefs hat. She's a Chiefs fan. It's really did a hard. Did you see know what? the video your dad made? I only did it for Rebecca. That's the part I had to get over. <laughs> she had to come out to me as a fucking Chiefs fan, realistically. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> All right. We love you, Sam. Well, thank Thanks, you so guys. much for joining us. And see you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's topic. If you want to stay in the loop of anything new and exciting happening with this crazy duo, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Clinically Impressed. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to stay connected, stay hydrated, and always practice safe social work.